Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. So today, I am going to finish up where I left off yesterday from part one. So I'm going to actually cover part two now of God's seed of survival, which is the seed of approval. So to review... I actually define what approval means, and it means to have or express a favorable opinion of, to accept as satisfactory. And then the scripture that I actually use, and it's actually coming from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, and it said, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. And like I said, that comes from 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. And that was actually given from the Amplified Version. So chapter 2 started off by asking you how you viewed yourself and maybe what you thought about yourself. And then, of course, as the chapter progressed, it became obvious that your view may be consumed with the viewpoints from others that have clouded your thoughts and even your images of yourself. Now, however, if you align yourself with God's word, God's voice, he will guide you into the direction that you need to be on in order to know him and feel him. You have to start by asking him to come into your heart and life, repent of your sins, and accept that Jesus' blood was shed. He died and resurrected, and all power is in his hands. Now, as you study his word and are obedient to it, you build a relationship with him as you listen to his voice and you get his approval. Now, it may be challenging at times as to how you progress because of what you actually hold on to, because sometimes you may have a tendency to hold on to more negative things. So let's kind of go ahead and explore this a little further with some scenarios. So let's first look at the people that you have maybe associated yourself with, and maybe things didn't really turn out too well with them. So think about the times that you felt that you didn't measure up to someone else, whether that was with family members, maybe that was with friends, or maybe just other people that you have a connection to. So let me just ask you, why did you feel that way? Why did you feel like you couldn't measure up? Were you comparing yourself with them? And since you didn't have the things that maybe they had, Did you think that you were less than them? You have to be able to get to a point where you are not comparing yourself with other people. Everyone is on a different journey. So you have to make sure that you are staying on the path that God wants you on. Looking at what other people have 
only keeps you discouraged at times. And the enemy would have you believe that God is not actually helping you. He's only helping them. You have to trust in God at all times. Let me go ahead and look at this at a different scenario. Maybe someone is friendly to you because you may be meeting their needs or helping them accomplish something that they want and everything actually seems fine. However, as soon as you don't do something as planned, or maybe you just didn't fulfill a want or need for them, or maybe you just weren't in a good mood and you just didn't want to do anything. Your relationship with those people can change because your relationship with them is conditional. They only see you for what you can do for them, unfortunately. Now, initially, you probably didn't notice that your relationship would change because as long as some people are getting what they want from you, they have no reason to think that you are not good for them. Now, let me add, that it is just not the people that you are close to. It can also be people that are on the job or in a business or at a school or a team or maybe even in a group that you are affiliated with or maybe even in the church. People can start treating you differently when you don't fulfill something that they expect from you. Now, granted, please don't misunderstand me here. There are things that you have been signed up for that require an expectation from you and you are to perform it at your best, such as a job, a school, the church. I am not talking about those types of things at all. I am talking about other motives or agendas that some people may have of you and they may be using you to get what they want. And the minute you stop doing those things for them, you will see that your relationship with them was only conditional to begin with. They might not care for you as genuinely as you thought. Now, that may be a hard pill for you to swallow initially, but let me just say it is better to find out sooner than later. And you can always trust in the fact that God loves you unconditionally. That's why it's so important for you to make sure that you are being guided by God so that he can use you and use you in the way that he needs to use you and not be taken advantage of or being used by someone else. Even if things like that happen, prayerfully, you can recover from it and not stay in it too long. Now, try not to allow the situation to keep you stuck or burdened or most importantly, insecure to a point that you lose confidence within yourself. Also, try not to let a scarred mindset dictate your life. You have to heal your wounds and give yourself permission to recover and live again. If you don't, you will keep dragging all of that baggage of painful experiences with you. And then you will be the one that creates that person of minimal worth and value in your mind. Try to learn from the mistakes. Forgive yourself and start each day with a clean slate. Remember, God's mercies are new each morning. If God can start anew with you each morning, you should be able to do the same for yourself. 
Learn how to embrace your own approval with grace and mercy. Keep trusting God so that you can stay encouraged. Allow this to only be just a bump in the road that caused you to get delayed in the journey, but not denied. As you continue to grow with God, allow yourself to become vulnerable again as you build new relationships. Many times after a bad experience, you can sometimes become closed off because you kind of have concluded that there is no one there that you can trust. Now, granted, I do want you to actually use wisdom and discernment as you get to know people. However, try to allow yourself to really see the good in people and not just always have skepticism or maybe even a judgmental conclusion that everyone is out to get you. Now, yes, that may be some people's intentions, but ask God to help you to connect with the people that you need to do so with so that you can develop a favorable relationship. Now, let's now take a look again at our example with Abram and his household to see how God showed him approval. Now, note, this is actually listed on pages 71 and 72, and it actually consists of 22 verses. But I'm only going to share with you some key verses so that you can kind of see what God did in Abram's life. So I'm going to start off first with Genesis chapter 17, verses one through seven, that says, now, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to make you into a mighty nation. At this, Abram fell face down in the dust. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of not just one nation, but a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Now you will be known as Abraham. For you will be the father of many nations. I will give you millions of descendants who will represent many nations. Kings will be among them. I will continue this everlasting covenant between us, generation after generation. It will continue between me and your offspring forever. And I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Now, from there, I'm going to jump down to verses 15 through 17 that says, Then God added, regarding Sarai, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarai. From now on, you will call her Sarah, and I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly, and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings will be among her descendants. And then the last verse that I'm going to actually reference is verses 21 through 22 that says, But my covenant is with Isaac, who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. And then that ended the conversation and God left Abraham. So Abraham's covenant with God was established and obeyed throughout the descendants of Abraham. Once the covenant was formed, Abraham trusted God completely and had great faith. Now, although the enemy tried to persuade Abram in the beginning, it was the changed man, Abraham, who kept the covenant and fulfilled God's purpose. 
Once Abraham started to really listen to God's voice completely, it was then that he understood what really needed to be done. Serving God and meeting God's needs became more important than meeting his own needs. Abraham knew within himself that he was approved by God and that God's plan would be fulfilled with him being the chosen one. Now, at some point in our lives, all of us can question if God will do something in our lives. It is easy to be uncertain about it, especially if it is monumental, because we don't think we are either capable of it or maybe we don't feel that we deserve it or it actually could just be both. Sometimes it takes going through different situations to finally get to where God wants us to be. Now, the enemy will always keep trying to distract us so that we won't make it to our destination. And if we listen to him, it will take us a lot longer than it needs to be. That is why it becomes necessary to check in with God daily so that we won't get off our path. As you are building your relationship with Jesus, trust him and trust yourself also. He will guide you into the right and only direction. And that's a direction walking with him. Now, John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So as you have seen God's seed of survival with a seed of approval, I hope that you will continue to trust in what he tells you to do versus what others or even your own voice may tell you. So tomorrow, I'm going to actually share with you the life application section on how you are to apply all of the things that I have shared so far. So please come back tomorrow and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.